and welcome to the Disc Course, the only podcast sponsored by Hargis House of Ribs. Hargis House of Ribs! All you can swallow for only a dollar. As always, I'm Holly. With me is Jess. Oh, I was prepared for that to go on for a little while. <laughs> I, was pre- I was prepared for you to read, like, a lot of a No, lot no, of they're, gonna be, they're gonna be interspersed. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Uh, hello, listener, I have dog trouble. The movie. <laughs> And Julie. Uh, I'm just over here wondering if the food at Hager's House of Ribs will still be good in hundreds of years' time. <laughs> God. So, Jess, is, uh, is Dog Trouble one of those new 20 reelers that they're putting out? Uh, yeah, it's it's a solid 120 minutes of, of dogs barking. God. And that's the trouble. That's the, and that's, that's the trouble. They're all silent films. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. <laughs> It's like they use the parrots for the sound, and so it's a parrot barking like a dog. <laughs> I mean, that's just Gaspode. Like, they're saying bark, bark. <laughs> God. It's, when we get into the shit they do for Dibbler's movie, it's insane. Because basically they're going directly from a train pulls into the station to fucking the right stuff or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or, I guess, Gone with the Wind also. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I... Maybe not to jump ahead. I did watch Gone with the Wind this week. Oh shit! Nice. Oh, okay. I've never actually seen that movie. I have yeah, also neither. never actually seen it. I just, I just knew it through cultural context. And oh oh boy, my god! Um, if if you want to see two people who are the epitomes of gaslight gatekeep girl boss and manipulate mansplain man whore, <laughs> it's it's Scarlett O'Hara and Red Butler. Um, god. And most of that movie is it's like it's not good. <laughs> it's like not People a good movie. People remember, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn, and that's it. <laughs> okay, so like, it's like wild, because um, there's there's two movies that happen here. There's the first half, which is I don't know the McFucking Civil War, um, and then there's the second <sighs> half, which is honestly just meanders but it's everybody after the civil war trying to put their lives together but also scarlett o'hara like won't move on one thinks to go back to the way they were before the war i oh like having was... slaves uh, uh, mm. oh my god hold mm. on so spoilers for gone with the wind a movie that's almost 100 years old um she marries a man who runs like a general store and he also has like a lumber business like attached to it um and so she she marries him even though he's been trying to marry her younger sister the whole time and she lies about it so that she can marry him instead and get rich um uh-huh. again i guess like gatekeep um but so they're at the the lumber mill and this man comes and he's got convicts in chains to work the lumber mill um ah, yes uh-huh. convicts uh-huh. Mm-hmm. well no it's they're all white convicts you oh. can see the, um and the, but they've all got like the striped Straight prison stuff, and like her business partner is like, "Hey, Scarlet, money." <laughs> they're liter- literally in chains, um, and and the foreman is like, "Yeah, you know, we'll we'll run the mill, no problem. Just don't ask any questions." And she's like, "Great, sounds super." And her business partner is like, "Hey, Scarlet, that's kind of fucked up." Um, and she's mm-hmm. like, you didn't think it was so fucked up to have slaves? And he was like, "Yeah, well, we didn't treat them like this." And I'm like, "Oh, didn't Fuck. you?" I'm like, "I, I don't wait, know." Hang on. Holy sh- Oh, I've just Benedict Cumberbatch in Twelve Years a Slave. Um, you know he's the guy who plays Ashley has kind of a Benedict Cumberbatch look about him. If if he were uh, a little blonde ginger man, um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. It's uh, 
Oh, you want to know something fucked up about um, the production of, of Gone with the Wind? Absolutely. Yes, please. The woman who plays uh, Mammy, Hattie McDaniels, I believe is her name. Um, she and the other black people who were in this movie oh, were boy. not allowed to go. They weren't allowed to go to the premiere in Georgia oh, due boy. to the Jim Crow segregation. Incredible. Um, yep. Yep. Uh, and they also sat at the, she won an Oscar for this. Um, and at the Oscars ceremony was like at a rickety side table. Um, <laughs> and she won a fucking Oscar mm. and she deserved it, you know? And I wish the movie had more of her in it. Cause yeah, she's, she's doing a real good job. Like really amazing performance, but oh my God. Wild, wild. None of that in moving pictures though. <laughs> listen, listen, Dibbler almost makes both Jaws and uh, Christ. What was the other movie that he ben kind Hur. of, yeah, Ben Hur and Jaw. They let they let oh him have God. a little little Ben Hur as a treat. This a little bit of Ben. This <laughs> Dibbler's whole movie making pro- process honestly feels like uh, Mr. Burns making his movie. Yeah, because <laughs> that's exactly what Burns does. Listen, Victor, you'll always have a little bit of me right here. <laughs> Drink up, Judah Ben Victor. <laughs> I am, I am Hollywood. I am Hollywood. I am Hollywood. Victor down in the sands, you truly are cutting your own throat. <laughs> He's looking at you, throat. Stay, stay, stay cut, throat boy. Here's, here's throating you, kid. <laughs> Oh, God. oh, we're just continuing the theme from last week, huh? Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, I I did this reading. I don't remember a lot that happened. Whoops. Yeah, I read uh, this early. Don't worry. I read this earlier today. I also don't know it. <laughs> so uh, it's it's more meandering until we get to like when they make fucking go to the goddamn hill. Finally, thank the you. The big yes, shit. In the, yes. This is a lot of like Hollywood jokes, and then the shit at the hill, and the shit with the wizards. Yep. 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 yep, yep. Yeah. Terry wanted to cram in as many jokes as possible. But yeah, so so Dib- Dibbler and Mr. Silverfish are just having a big fight about uh, the set for Blown Away, which is going to be miniature scale model of Ankhmore Pork, uh, mm-hmm. which Dibbler mm-hmm. fully intends to set fire to at the end of, which is unheard yes. of in Hollywood, because you reuse buildings, you use in other films, uh, sorry, clicks, mm-hmm. uh, you don't set it on goddamn fire. Again, not to bring it right back to Gone with the Wind, but they built Atlanta, burned Atlanta down. That's a great, fascinating sequence when they burn that down. And then the latter half of the movie is them rebuilding Atlanta like they had to because it burned down. <laughs> These lines come later, I think, but I really love Silverfish like just like tearing his hair out and going like, what do you mean Ankhmore Pork doesn't look like Ankhmore Pork? It's Ankhmore <laughs> Pork. Ankhmore <laughs> Pork doesn't look like Ankhmore Pork on film. We gotta type a bunch of quirms together. Fuck, Holly! <laughs> what? I was gonna say that exact thing. <laughs> well, I didn't uh, want something that looks like quirm. Ah, uh, usually we just, uh, usually we just paint <laughs> Pseudopolis green. <laughs> Don't know. Oh, God, that rock. Honestly, Tokusatsu is way ahead of its time in the idea of, like, let's create a city and then destroy it. <laughs> Mm-hmm, absolutely. While just having men in grown suits just, like, punching each other and doing wrestling moves. Who doesn't want that? I love that. I love in this scene that 
a detritus has to like hold throat's bed um because, because that's what the script is written on <laughs> uh and Dibbler, so mr silverfish keeps bringing up like how much this is going to cost and they just it's it's lunacy to like to like build an entire model of Ankhmore pork only to burn it down afterwards and then mm-hmm. like don't worry don't worry i'll find the money i'll i'll, I'll, money. I'll find the money Boy, howdy. I, the way he finds the money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, in in this conversation, I did think that Dibbler wanted to, to shoot on location, um, which I feel like also could have been fun that they if they have to, like, sneak back into the city. But also, they wouldn't. And definitely, this is funnier. But I was just like, does he want to sneak back into the city? And Silverfish is like, we can't fucking do that. Um there's a there's a brief discussion where like Saul is also kind of bringing up concerns to uh Dibbler who's like I'll fire you and Saul says like you can't fire me I'm your I'm your nephew you're right Victor what do you do with nephews I think you disown them <laughs> I'll disown you then and then later on they're having a fight about something else and Saul's like I'll resign you know and Dibbler's like, like you, you can't, can't resign, resign from being me. a nephew <laughs> I I like I like the fucking the familial um battle spite spiteful battle that's erupting between Saul and Dibbler. It's, it's very it's ex- good. It's extremely good. Gaspode keeps trying to get Victor's attention through all this, just like, hey, hey your girlfriend your girlfriend's unleashing horrors from beyond the dimensions and whatnot. <laughs> uh, and he's like, Yeah, cool. Anyway, I'm trying to listen to this. They're describing nice. a fucking twenty reeler film. <laughs> hey bro, I think your girl's being gaslit and gatekeep. <laughs> yeah. She is in no way the girl boss of herself. Oh, oh lord, no. I, I do love when Detritus throws Silverfish out, um, and he's like, I'm I'm the vice president of throwing people out who uh, Mr. Dibbler doesn't like the face of. <laughs> well, I you'll have Detritus. to get an assistant then. And he's like, yeah, my nephew, funny rock pun, <laughs> is, looking, is looking for a job. My, my troll nephew, yeah. My troll um, nephew, I done watched my brother he- hewn him himself. <laughs> I was there for his hewning. God. He's simply but a pebble. Every Everything else in Hollywood stops. Everyone starts working on Blown Away because Dibbler hires everyone at twice the going rate. <laughs> God, where is he getting all this money, though? Who who knows? Hold on. So we know where he's getting all this money. What I want to know is how... <laughs> How much money does does Harga have? Like, <laughs> that's the thing. Harga's really fucking forking out the dough. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> like, Harga is taking out so many loans. This is gonna pay off so well for him. This like, movie's uh, definitely gonna get made. <laughs> like, if Harga has this much money, does Harga need advertising? <laughs> like, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, this is gonna bring in so much business, which is good because I just spent all my money. Like, Harga, where'd you... You just financed a movie for advertise. Are you mm. McDonald's? What's what's happening here? Yeah, yeah, McHarga's. That was that was uh-huh, uh-huh. his name before he came to Ankhmore Pork. That, <laughs> that, yeah, that was his... Mix. That that was... That was his Ram Tops name. <laughs> now serving one million adverts in one million clicks. Like... Uh, the film that launched a million adverts. They're standing around having this uh, this production meeting now. Um, and Dibbler's just running everybody through uh, the, the the plot of of blown away. And it's like it's just a very like 
extreme like basic love story but the civil war is happening and like everyone's like sounds good dibbler sounds great dibbler and victor's like i think we maybe need some more things happening in this five hour long movie you're making uh, uh-huh uh-huh, uh-huh. i'm having i just think maybe i think terry i think maybe terry is uh sub subtweeting uh con with the wind uh, yeah <laughs> having just watched this movie terry's correct they, they needed some more stuff to happen <laughs> Terry subtweets about a lot of things. Yeah, and I, I respect it. Um, <laughs> and so Dibbler's like, all right, well, you know, we'll, we'll throw in a chariot race. Everyone loves a chariot race. And uh, Saul's like, Were there, I don't think there was. I don't. He's like, I looked at the history um, and there's no mention. And uh, the Dibbler's just like, there's no mention of chariot races. There's no mention of there. There's no book rule in the book that says there weren't chariot races. Nothing in the rule book says there can't be a shark at the Civil War. Well, uh-huh. ex- except except those ones where the sharks have gills, Uncle. <laughs> oh my God! Hold on, I'm gonna derail this immediately. Uh, have you heard about Kevin Smith, noted man who's not actually funny, but sure uh-huh. thinks he is? Um, he's he's going to make a movie called tentatively Moose Jaws about what if what if it was Jaws, but it was a moose and not a shark. Honestly, um, moose are more terrifying, so that that sounds good to me. I've not heard about this. The things I know about Kevin Smith are uh, something about like some Superman thing. I don't know, uh, and also the giant mechanical sp- him repeatedly saying giant mechanical spider is the funniest thing that motherfucker ever did. <laughs> the funny thing, yeah. I, I okay, I am a fan of earlier Kevin Smith work, and I've seen him talk live. Mm-hmm. The annoying part is he can be funny. <laughs> okay. oh, third, third thing, third thing. Kevin Smith, huge jorts. Uh, yes, the huge, jo- yes. huge jorts yes. is the funniest thing he ever did to me. Um, yeah, I don't, like I've I've seen some Kevin Smith stuff. He's he's not for me, especially like. No, I yeah. haven't like seen Tusk, the one where a man gets turned into a walrus. Oh, that it's a bit much. It's a bit uh, much. Yeah, I a, a Discord I'm in was talking about it earlier earlier this week, so I was like, what what the hell else is this man doing? Um, and and Moose Jaws was on that list, and so I was like, Moose Jaws sounds like it could be fun, and they're like, yeah, but not from Kevin Smith, and I'm like, no, yeah, you're right, because you would you could make yeah, that movie, yeah. but you would have to make it genuinely. Mm-hmm. Get get the get the fucking people between, behind SC like they they made they made movies from uh, Saturday Night Live stuff make an SCTV um, uh, Moose Jaws. Mm. Well, the thing is, I think there's this, and then there's like another movie, and these are all literally based on like jokes from his podcast. And I'm like, okay. oh boy, that's yeah, that's, that's a step thing. below. That's, that's a step yeah. below. It's Pat the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, listen, you you go get the people who made Lost Skeleton of Cadavra to make the moose jaws movie i'll i trust them with it honestly i don't know anyway uh so so dibbler's not making moose jaws but uh he's he's very close god let dibbler make moose jaws <laughs> let let dibbler <laughs> would make moose jaws Hon- honestly honestly that seems like it'd be entertaining he's se- dibbler seems like a legitimately good like filmmaker <laughs> for everything else that's wrong with him yeah, sure. I I got to deal with all the Harga product placement, but did you see that fireworks show at the end of the the scene where they God. burned down Ankhmore Pork? <laughs> you know what? At least he's actually paying people a fair amount. Yeah, sure. It's, it's like, out of desperation, but also, listen. Yes, he's, he's going to get this movie made. But yeah, now now Gaspode's finally able to get through to Victor because the spell of Holy Wood is no longer filling his head with uh, 
uh, a, a world gone mad. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, Ginger's going out to the hill every goddamn night. You gotta stop her. I I like the bit where he's like thinking about how to bring this up. Uh, and and dog goes, said no. <laughs> yeah, it's like, excuse me, miss. My dog says, uh, "Hey, hey, Ginger, I hear you're no. Hey, hey, Ginger, um, why'd the dog see you going to the hill? No, 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 no." no, no, no. <laughs> he comes across Ginger throwing a fit uh, because our our beloved troll friend Rock is going to play the other man in this movie, um, and and she's pissed that. She has to do a romance scene. Ginger with... racist moments. Honest to God. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Ginger she... racist moments and Saul... Oh boy, this poor... This poor man. <laughs> the, Saul... Saul, like, passively racist moments. <laughs> Saul, please stop complaining to me. Saul about to make an off-color joke and then very much reconsidering as soon as he sees the look in someone's eye. Uh-huh. Yes, uh-huh. Yep. But also, Jesus Christ, the way Saul he just explodes here. Saul is smart enough to not here. say the quiet part loud, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Saul, um, please do not bring your your complaints about racial minorities to me. Uh, Saul, Saul this, this isn't about politics, people. It doesn't need to go this way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, you know, Rock is here, he's like, listen, so it's fine for me to just beat the crap out of people, but if... if uh, we want to show that trolls can have, you know, soft, squishy feelings. That's that's not fine. Uh, and then also the dwarves come up. Yeah, something, something. Uh, the dwarves are mad that they have to uh, be stereotyped as plantation. Wait, no, sorry, mine workers. Mm, mm, as mine workers, mm, perhaps. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. And then they mm-hmm. do go. It's like, listen, not all dwarves are are miners, and they're like. But and that, then they do go into a huge spiel about how to properly upkeep a mine and why yeah. there wouldn't be mines around Ankhmore Pork, and then yeah. Saul explodes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's like a this is a weird scene from Terry because I'm just like which well, which is it? Okay, um, but I do I think this is interesting because like at the end of the scene, one of the dwarves is like, "Hey, how come all of Mister Dibbler's uh, uh, movies are set in a world gone mad?" Um, and Saul's like. Well, that's because he's a very observant man. Like, the world has gone mad. But, like, to to make that joke connected to all the stuff in this scene where everyone's like, hey, why am I playing a bit part? Hey, why is there, you know, a complaint that I'm not typecast anymore? That's, like, the notion almost is that the world gone mad is that uh, your racial minorities don't like that they're being treated this way. Um, which, yeah. it, I mean, that's just me, you know, looking at that, where I'm just like, mm, that's... Maybe that's an implication that uh... I, I got it more that um, Terry kind of finds it very trite whenever people go like, "Oh, I'm very observant. I see that the world shit," and it's like, "Yeah, no, no shit, buddy. Like, it's <laughs> the world has always been like this. There's always been weird moments of crises happening. Like, yeah. In the in the in the previous scene, Dibbler also did say like, "Saul, get someone to do X, Y, and Z, and also get someone to do d- W, V." T- He's more or less making this whole movie also. I think he's on oh. the end of his rope. Yeah, yeah, no, Saul is uh is but overworked. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a weird absolutely. scene. It's it it winds up being a weird scene. It's also um a definitely interesting from from Ginger after she gives that huge speech about, you know, there's all these new things for, for people to do and there's all these opportunities for Not everyone. You, though. Uh-huh. But uh, uh-huh. Lord don't put me in the same scene where I have to pretend I care about a troll, actually. Um 
which is great. That's that's all that's all swell. I personally like the scene mostly because it touches on the idea that yes, a lot of minority uh, people who are part of minorities do end up filling in stereotypes in real life, mostly because if you don't give us other opportunities, we that's all we fucking have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah, it's like, well, those were the those were the only parts you gave me, so yeah, I'm gonna take those. It's interesting. So saw somewhere in here he's he's like listen what we're trying to do is we're trying to make a, a big movie we're trying to make you know a blockbusting movie um and it actually made me think i didn't know where the word blockbuster came from oh, that yeah no um, that's like because people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. lining up around the block to like block. see yeah jaws oh, and shit no yeah. i hadn't heard that i had heard because like it, it dates back to like the the 40s um even before that where it's it's also sometimes thought to be a reference of like bombs big enough to destroy a whole block of buildings, like to to equate this destructive oh, like power. Oh, yeah, okay. to, to equate destructive power. Just with the, the whole commercials. block of it. That's that seems quaint. Listen, <laughs> I'm being uh, honest. The the bombs were smaller in those days, but maybe I, blocks were bigger. May, uh, maybe uh city bo- um, i don't know You're, okay you guys have giant city blocks compared to like what a, a block is here in australia um mm-hmm. if you guys think that's small i don't know that's kind of fucking terrifying <laughs> the equivalent of two blocks in america is honestly like double the size of what it is here wow huh like a block is not that big like a block is literally like if you're in the suburbs a block could be probably, I don't know, four houses lined up, and then that's, like, the length of that block. I'm on the Wikipedia page for city blocks now. I hope you're happy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) A block blocks range considerably in width and length. The standard block in Manhattan is about 264 by 900 feet. In Chicago, the typical city block is 330 by 660 feet. Uh, Now, all of this does uh, depend upon having a grid style city um oh, <laughs> yes. boston, do- yes. boston does not have blocks boston does have blocks fuck you <laughs> i enjoyed this not enjoyed but I, th- I thought it was interesting comparing destructive power to capital success um but then also I- and now i'm talking about like the real world so like we we have blockbuster which comes from this term about you know bombs but then we also uh-huh. have the notion of a movie being a bomb and so i'm just like you're saying the same thing <laughs> Those are the same but, word. I mean, yeah, it's similar to like, oh man, this thing was a smash hit, and it's like, oh, this thing crashed and burned. It's like, well, hang on, wait, like, yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I, I, I thought it was funny. Um, it's the diff- It's like, it's like saying something is shit versus it's the shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. Yeah, they like they build the set, uh, and it it looks more like Ankh-Morpork Pork than Ankh-Morpork Pork ever had. Um, even even at one quarter scale, the tower the tower of art, which I looked it up. I I like how how big would a quarter scale be? They motherfucking they made a two hundred foot tall tower, yeah, for their fake city. I, yeah, I quarter scale it. is pretty big for a city. Like, <laughs> if there's any indication, uh, the average high grade gunpla is like one forty fourth scale. I thought it was one one sixtieth was perfect grade. Mm-hmm. Oh no! But, uh, look, like so, one hundred and forty. It's one to one forty-four is high grade, and oh. then you go up to one. Oh, sorry, yeah. I, I misunderstood. Which yeah, I'm I'm currently I'm like I made I've made two real grades, which are one hundred and one forty 
yeah, one, they're high, yeah. 144 yeah. scale. Uh, mm-hmm. And now I'm making my first Master Grade, which is 1 100 scale. And yep. Jesus Christ, it it doesn't seem like a 30% increase in size should be that much, but... No, oh, it's a lot, goof, yeah. This goof 30% is a, is a lot. Well, because yeah. it's 30% in every direction, Holly. Like, this, this this is, in fact, no Zaku boy. No Zaku. Uh, oh. The funniest thing is when you get stuff which are, like, the giant, uh, like, mobile suits I, I uh, in high-grade scale. Six, I want a 160 scale big Zam. <laughs> No, no, but that's the thing. If you get something like the big suit, the big suits from the show, but in high grade scale, which they sell, uh, they're like the size of like a master grade or a perfect grade, and it's hilarious. But Excellent. they're still high grade kits. <laughs> this scene also reminded me in the book when they talk about like, oh, we can't film in Ark Warpork. We've got to make it more Ark Warpork, and the fact that ev- everything's filmed in Vancouver, for example, in real life. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and- <laughs> But also, everything is also filmed in Sydney. Like Hold the on, I need, to fi- I need to find the map of California that points out where all the different countries are that they use oh, for yeah. filming. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think we talked about that last time. Yeah. <laughs> this just reminded me of the fact that, oh, yeah, the, um, the virtual world in The Matrix, which is supposed to be full of drones and just basically is supposed to be the most boring city in the world, is Sydney. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Unfortunate. Well, also, Rip because... Well, because Sydney's so fucking cheap to film here for the most part. And then it became more expensive to film here and harder to film here. But then it circled back to around, around to being accessible to film here because of COVID. And Australia was one of the few places that had COVID more under control. The uh... fucking fact that in central California, there's a little bit called the New England coast makes me so goddamn angry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the... <laughs> there's parts of the coast that could pass. Um but I mean, the listen, New England coast even doesn't all look like that. And it's right next to the bit that says Nile River and Africa. Yeah, yeah. You you go like a a couple miles north, and now it's Africa. All of a sudden, yeah, it's, it's all wild. of the cranberry bogs in Africa. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was very cute showing Zach for the first time the Matrix because he just had never seen it. Um, and oh. hey, wait a minute, it was, I know uh, that place. But <laughs> yeah, yes, because. It was the first time he could actually go, holy shit, I recognize that place in, like, a movie. Including, like, little streets that you don't mm. normally see in Sydney. Like, he was like, holy shit, that's, like, outside your grandparents' apartment in the city. I'm like, yeah, it's really cool. The, um, the Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy movie, The Heat, which was filmed in Boston, um, there is one scene I recognize because they were filming outside of an office I worked at. Oh, hell I'm yeah. sure I've I'm sure I've brought, I've never seen the movie, and I think the scenes didn't make it into the movie. But I'm sure I've brought this up. There was a bit in an Adam Sandler movie, uh, filmed at a local water park, uh, entirely because it is called Water oh. Wiz. We we talked about Water yeah. Wiz, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm guessing I love I'm guessing that's for grownups. <laughs> <laughs> they they start the filming, um, and so like Victor doesn't get to talk to Ginger because she's got to go to costume. Um, I I love the bit where Saul insists that the dwarves like mouth a song that they've been singing. And they're, they're singing the the the, the sexy version. <laughs> uh, yeah. What well, I'm sorry. What is a risque version of "Hi Ho Hi Ho"? I like. I need to know. Well, Terry, this ho, this ho. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, comma ho. <laughs> Sub <Gone>. ho. <laughs> uh, gone. This is like when you get voice acting bloopers from uh, dub VAs for anime, and they just throw in the most, like, bawdy shit sometimes. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Semi-related, like in my recommended videos, they showed a bit from uh the. The, there was just like a clip from the loop on the third part two dub and it was like mm -hmm. the peak early era of the dub where like they were just cramming in jokes like Lup lupon makes a uh they like carve a bullet into a di a diamond into a bullet and lupon makes a fucking diamonds are forever put joke mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. while both of them are off screen you can hear going lex lang as going on just say <laughs> Fucking, that's a license to kill. Like they're just jamming stuff in there. God, <laughs> it's like um, I'm very excited for Studio Trigger doing a new Penny and Stocking, uh, only because I'm excited for the dub. Since uh, in the first season, uh, Trigger told the uh, English cast be as fucking dirty as humanly possible. Oh, like. Do not hold back. And it's very funny seeing the difference in the sub. It's like, oh, dirty jokes. Yeah, it's a very, like, crash show. And then the English dub is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is, like, beyond adults. Wait, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> and then there's the ghost stories dub. Uh, that's, oh, God. I I've been trying to remember which one that is in eight ghost stories. Yeah. Listen, yeah. there's... I've watched I've watched compilation clips like as of last year or so and you know for all the funny stuff there's a lot of just bad shit. Oh yeah. Do you like yeah. the Arsler? Mm -hmm. Cuz guess what? Yeah. Oh, um I mean when was it? When was the Ghost Stories dub? Um, I mean 2000s at some point. So like yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when when everyone said it um cuz it was the peak of humor. Now I'm thinking about the fucking customer yesterday who's just like let that like let like bonked her own head up oh, and I'm like, hey. I'm just like, ah a great night, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Get wrecked, ma'am. Oh god, the first episode was October twenty second, two thousand. Yeah, wow. Uh, wow. That was when Yikes. the first dub episode aired. Oh god, you know if that went long enough they'd have made a nine eleven joke on the ghost star stuff. Ooh. Oh my god. The psychic damage. Um Re fuck Rest in peace, Gilbert Gottfried. Um oh, re oh true. Rest in peace. <laughs> Hours after it happened in New York City, fucking king. <laughs> king shit. No one else could ever. Um so there uh Saul's going over the like the not the cue cards but like the the dialogue cards um and they these are just full of half the lines are about Hargus house of ribs uh such as D dying frankly, my soldier dear. voice <laughs> dying soldier voice um, i would give for one more rib <laughs> mother um but uh frankly my dear i'd give anything for one of Hargus prime pork ribs and special curry sauce this is the <laughs> I can't believe Terry Pratchett predicted food fight. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, Char no. Charlie Sheen Charlie Sheen voice. Frankly, frankly my dear, I don't give a spam. No. <sighs> I I I introduced some of my students to food fight in a couple weeks Julie, ago. Julie, why would you do uh, that? Julie, why would you well, do that? Because they brought up the B movie and I had to one up them. Uh, I think okay. they had to. Okay, very well. All right, all right. You have unleashed a horrible genie, but <laughs> We it was it was very funny uh, because uh, the one student in my class who is also uh, very trans and queer and also a giant meme lord and who I get along with quite well. Oh, you, um, you've, give, you've 
you've you've unleashed so much power for them to use <laughs> yes uh because they had brought the b movie and it's like fine it's the last week of school like uh one of those days is a half day because a sport day one of those days is also one of the days we're striking as teachers so like there's not a lot of learning going on and so like fuck it let's watch the nobody B-movie. learn anything nobody nobody In learn fact, anything get we're things you used to know uh yes <laughs> Um, we put on the B movie, and my coworker, who's in the class next to me, uh, Luke, he was like, "You want? Yeah, yeah. Let's do that, Miss. Let's go watch the B movie." I'm like, "Are you sure you want to like come watch this?" He was like, "Yeah, no, I've never seen it." And then in the second half of the movie, he just looks at me across the classroom and mouths, "What the fuck is this shit?" <laughs> God. Yeah, we got to the whole uh love triangle plot with Barry mm. Benson. Is he your little bed bug? God. Awful. Oh, the God. fucking, all I, I haven't actually seen the B movie, but I've seen the fucking post on Tumblr where it was just like the ladies talking about Barry and like her boyfriend just <laughs> makes the only rational face you can make in that situation. It's just like, yeah. what? No, yeah. What like, the fuck? Pat- pa- Patrick Warburton's character is the funniest character and the most downtrodden man, but also he's insane. Like, at one point... <laughs> you, you tell me you're fucking a bee. No, because, like, he's... At the beginning of the movie, he's, like, trying to impress people. He's like, see, I put my whole resume in a brochure. Makes it simple. <laughs> and I, then he goes, I like, gotta step away for a sec. I'll be right back. Keep talking about the okay. bee movie. <laughs> Just to be right back after a word from our sponsors. Hardest the bee movie. Hargus House of Ribs. Eat yourself ill for practically nil. <laughs> anyway, more about the B movie. Come yes, on, keep going. Uh, he, he also mentions how um, he says, "Oh, they can't believe they can't believe what I say in those interviews." Uh, they, they, they. Whenever I leave a job interview, they, the last thing I always hear is, "You know, no one's ever said anything like that before." <laughs> God, he's just actually a little insane. <laughs> There's also the great line from him, which is, why is Yogurt Night always so hard? <laughs> <laughs> Let me find that clip. God damn it. God. Just, oh, we're watching the B-movie clips. <laughs> this is great, because this is also filmed, off, like, off of TV. So it adds something else to it. <laughs> Extremely good. I'm sorry, but all I can, I, I'm hearing Jerry Seinfeld's voice, and all I can think of is the, the, the comedian who went on stage, did a perfect Jerry Seinfeld impression, and just did joke after joke about how he was dating a high schooler while Seinfeld was being filmed. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. Anyway. Are we, are we done talking about B-Movie? <laughs> We're done talking about oh, most I, Mostly as we'll, we'll never be done just. clip. Okay, I, I didn't leave because I didn't want to talk about B-Movie. <laughs> no, no, I understand, but also I would have understood if that was the case. <laughs> god, that movie sure is 15 years old, huh? Oh my god. Lord. It's, yeah, it's, it's, the funny thing is every human looks fucking awful. They all look they so look... terrible. I thought they looked but fine. Like, no, 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 like, because you've just seen the main characters. If you look at every single other non-main character human, it's horrifying. You know, they were, they were, like, doing something with Monsters versus Aliens that there's, like, supposed to be, like, a caricature style, and it just wound up mm-hmm. looking really off-putting. Yeah. yeah. Aside from the one lady whose pics are pretty, but... Yeah. Oh, the giant lady? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
Oh, uh-huh. this oh. looks like okay. I'm sorry. I just realized what this reminds me of. Um, hold on. So here's the general character or the the general character from Monsters vs. Aliens, General Monger. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I'm gonna look up a character from Battalion Wars for the Nintendo GameCube. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, this guy looks like he's from a mobile game. I forgot about yes. this movie. Well, it's it's that with like the whatever that like effect kind of the is gradient the background. Burst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the background, that's that's a mobile ad right there. It's really just like, all right, whip up something in two seconds in Photoshop. <laughs> this fucking this fucking thumb man from B- Battalion Wars for the Nintendo GameCube. These are the Ooh, same character. I don't mm. like looking at him. <laughs> that man looks like if he made Cotton Hill into a Tekken character. Yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. Sorry, the dogs are in here. Go. Just Wait, why can he unleash a fireball? He's wearing fucking Wrangler jeans. Go, go, go. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have dog problems. (laughs) You got dog problems. The movie? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Speaking of movies, I'm 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 gonna get us back on track here. Um, Anyway, yeah, Dibbler is shoved advertising into every line of this movie, and Saul is taking it all out. And Dibbler's like, "No, that's how I'm. That's Saul. That's how I'm fucking paying for all this." Saul, don't take anything out of here, please. (laughs) Um, So, well. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna uh, say the rest of the movie scenes are all gonna be Saul, Roadrunner, and Coyote thwarting attempts for Dibbler to monetize this shit. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, the the Dibblers, um, since I assume Saul's last name is Dibbler, um, he's a nephew. It could be Dabbler. It could it could be through the mother's <laughs> side. It could... Dabbler. <laughs> See, I, Dabbler. I would just... <laughs> Doppler. Um, I would just assume <laughs> that any, radar. Ev- everyone whose last name is Dibbler forces their spouse to take their last name because um, that's family branding. Um, so they they're they're having a, a huge fight, and Victor's like, "Hey, can I can I like actually talk to you for a second? Um, and Ginger's like, "Not with the dog around. She <laughs> does not want this dog to be around. Understandable." Uh, th- and then then Victor fucking. That magic collar that makes Inuyasha sh- sit when Kagome says so, um, says they to Gaspode. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's like, yeah, I go out to the hill and I dig in the sand, but I don't know why. And Victor's like, to dig out the door. Uh, and she's like, yeah, but I don't know why. Like, that's not a fucking answer, Victor. And then Victor just goes on about all this magic shit about, like, the doors between reality and how she's digging on at the behest of some creatures from beyond the pale yeah or so he has read <laughs> uh, so i heard from a wizard yeah a uh, wizard victor told suddenly, me <laughs> a wizard told me victor suddenly has things to say where he hasn't had things to say for like 60 pages i i like the bit where he's like you've you've heard about you know i an idea whose time has come well this you know this one's impatient um sometimes they get pushy uh so so ginger does the classic okay you gotta stop me you know yeah, and he doesn't do a very good job. No, he no. does a bad job. Even even sitting in, I love this description later on, but I love the description of a chair made of splinters. <laughs> I I love when he's like, well, won't your landlady not like it? And she's like, no, she's just going to think we're having sex. <laughs> yeah. What are you, a loser? Yeah. Well, Miss, Miss uh, Co- Cosmopolite? Yeah, no, she does, she's just going to think we're boning down. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fine. She'll be happy um, for me. Yeah. 
She loves that for me. The fucking really mean joke, but also really funny joke when uh, she says, yeah, she's had four husbands. Uh, and Victor just goes, "Where? what'd she do with the bones? What'd she do with the bones? <laughs> Where are the bodies buried? <laughs> Where are the bodies? Oh, it rules. It fucking rocks. Um, so Detritus comes up and he's like, hey, you know, get back to filming, Mr. Young Mr. Dibbler. <laughs> so yeah, he is. Saul's last name is Dibbler. Um because there's, there's Mr. Dibbler and young Mr. Dibbler. Um, he's like, young Mr. Dibbler says go back to filming. And, and both of them just tell him to fuck off. And and it makes him sad. Yeah, Detritus isn't used to people saying go away, like, forcefully. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we go to this this very brief scene of this man who's literally named Banana. Uh, Yo, Alan, they, they, uh, done, they done named him Banana and then the sound you make when you get punched in the throat. <laughs> uh-huh. Nevective? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's bad. No. Literally, right. does, does the, he's like he's make, making a mouse trap, and he does it. He makes the mouse trap that you think of when you think of a mouse trap, and then all the elephants trample him. Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. next the, scene, the, the joke is he's he's a hunter, um, and somebody in town tells him, you know, if you can build a better mouse trap, the world will beat a path to your door. He builds this mouse trap, and then his house is trampled by elephants, and he's like, whoa, didn't think the mouse trap was that good got got shit got shit it's a it doesn't go it's not far enough or funny enough to be it but it's got shades of that monty python like mosquito hunters bit (laughs) where they have the fucking (laughs) flamethrowers and rocket propelled grenades yeah 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 we don't just use sprays (laughs) what's the sport of that hunting gear from tesla Uh yeah 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 um, that that's just serves to check in with the elephants, which I don't feel we have to do, but okay. Um, so they, they're going to shoot the, the big, uh, decisive battle. I like that Terry says there was a practical score of human zero Ravens 1000. Um, because <laughs> the big decisive battle sucked. It was a bunch of, it was a bunch of cold, hungry men in a, in, in doing guerrilla warfare in the city streets. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, the rebels won, but also they were mostly dead. Also, nobody won. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. everyone lost because because as soon as as soon as the king was deposed, uh, the first the the first of the city's uh, new tyrants came in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's there's like eleven cameramen here. There's like a thousand fucking extras. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna film this. An elephant for each extra. <clears throat> <laughs> well, there's no elephants here yet. I'm just fucking. I'm I'm replacing Mr. Krabs in my mind with Soul. Uh, just like all of you, get out, get out, get out. <laughs> Points to the clown. Except you, you stay. You stay. <laughs> I do like that Terry uh writes it as Tribby buckets instead of trebuchets. Oh, I missed that. I didn't see that. Yeah, when he talks about how it was a crime that people should have been allowed to stage a major turning point in the history of the city without using thousands of people and camels and ditches and earthworks and siege engines and trebu buckets and horses and banners. Oh. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's not trebu buckets. It's just trebuckets. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah. Trebuckets. <laughs> like like how everyone trebuckets. on their first encounter with the word trebuchet pronounces trebuchet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's how how dare the people of the past not think about 
I'm making a wow cool battle. <laughs> someone, someone literally, someone literally, literally says like, uh, and they did when it was foggy out. Fucking think of the light conditions. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but one of the one of the knights here in the lineup uh, has a a big old banner for Hargas. Um, uh, it's heraldic imagery. No, it's not. <laughs> no, Get a it's, new one from Miss Maple or whatever. Uh, that's that's very fun. Um, I like the, you know, two sentences we have where you know this this is Hollywood to make time pass quickly. You just film some clock hands moving fast. Um, and the meanwhile the resograph is just going McFucking wild. Seven plibs a minute. Wow. And so yeah, now they're gonna now they're gonna burn down Ankhmore Pork. And uh, this thing will go up like a fucking candle because it's all cloth and wood. Mm-hmm. Even the I I love the bit about even the buildings made of stone, which people the people rich enough to live in buildings made of stone survived in. They they set fire to the 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 non-stone parts of the city so that people who weren't rich enough to live in cities made of stone would die. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, people unaffected by the tragedy think it was good, actually. <laughs> of course, in this in this civil war, both sides actually lit fire to the city at the same time for the same reasons. Yeah, yeah. Which um, to to talk about Gone with the Wind again, the the scene where Atlanta is on fire is it does kick ass. Uh, it is really good. Um, <laughs> hell yeah, Sherman! Hell yeah, Sherman! Go white boy, go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is not what the the movie wants you to say. The movie is like, oh no, how dare you? How horrible! Um, listen, how... it's like no, this whip. Listen, hell yeah, Sherman, go white boy, go, go white boy, go. Um, uh, yeah, it's 60, it's me sitting 60 there, mile wide, sixty mile wide swath of fire, straight to the Atlantic goddamn ocean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, me me watching this movie. Uh, yeah, rich lady, go pick cotton. I don't give a fuck. Like. <laughs> Oh, you lost everything? I don't care. Like, I... Gone with the Wind sucks. Um, <laughs> it, it, it sucks in the way that it also rocks to watch someone who is horrible go through a lot of awful things um, and bitch mm. the whole time. God, no, I could... Okay, I'm sorry. My brain just did a thing combining, like... Who who is it like is it Miss Scarlet who's like the lady who like yeah fucking go like like when you're like yeah no I don't care go pick cotton white mm-hmm. lady yeah she's she's the main white lady who has to go pick cotton okay so my brain has just co- create a version of a uh, fucking <laughs> fucking Steve Martin's the jerk Miss <laughs> 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 Scarlet I was born ah <laughs> oh, dear oh my god um. Yeah, I, I'm not supposed to. I'm supposed to think, oh, how, how, you know, this this poor woman who lost everything and she's she's so brave for rebuilding it. I'm like, no, fuck you. Stop like, rebuilding. I'm, I'm going like, to kick down your sandcastle again. I'm like, you you just got a different awful exploitative thing to do. Fuck you. I'm like, whatever. Get out of here. Um, uh, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Red Butler was right. <laughs> Red Butler also a piece of shit, but. He was right about that one. Jackasses oh, can be correct. <laughs> it's it's worst worst one of the worst people in the movie made an excellent <laughs> point. Heart, heart heartbreaking worst movie worst edited movie you've ever seen has one very good line. <laughs> it's not badly edited. It's pretty. pretty I mean, well like, edited. I mean, I mean, in the sense that like you could have cut like two thirds of this. 
You could have made two movies is the thing. Yeah. Like, it's it's make, almost make four this, hours. Make this, a, make this a trim 90 minutes. <laughs> and then make another trim 90 minutes. Oh, I love, I love Gone with the Wind Endgame. <laughs> and then perhaps, a, then perhaps a third trim 90 minutes. <laughs> I mean, you could make one movie that is the war. And then the very different movie that is her life after the war. Like, it's that's two very different movies and it's fine. I, I guess. Listen. Give give old Hollywood this. They hadn't invented the concept of a fucking sequel yet. <laughs> Not really. They had invented the concept of remake something a lot, though. Like, all the time. Um, oh, yeah. They're they're burning the, the whole thing down. Um, and and <laughs> uh, they, the, the tower burns. Um, and Saul's like, yeah, you know, it's it's really... Well, Dippler's very hype about it, but, like, he won't let on. He's just like, no, it's really important that the tower burns down right. And Saul's like, yeah, and Saul's yeah, just like, is. yeah. Man, you know, we actually... I actually had someone check it out beforehand to make sure... Because it's so important. You know, there's nothing in there that would, like, prevent it from burn... To, not, nothing in there that would prevent it from burning properly, you see. And Dippler's like, oh, was there anything in there? Saul's like, no, nah, I don't think so. Oh wait, there was some fireworks. Oh, wait, there were some fireworks. <laughs> oh, what did the fireworks say, nephew? Didn't think to ask. Beat, beat, beat. Hargus House of Ribs, really? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like they would have spelled out Hargus House hottest of Ribs, the hottest in town. Hottest deal would have been, been worth the laugh, nephew. <laughs> would have been worth the laugh. Dibbler is right. <laughs> Fucking. Fucking riff tracks, like riff tracks, doing uh, the Star Wars prequels voice. If this lowers his face into a pie, it will have all have been worth it. <laughs> can you can you imagine, like the Death Star exploding, and it just says, "I'm loving it." Eat it, Joe's. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, God! the Whopper. The the Death Star explodes, and it says, "Just do it," and and the Nike symbol. <laughs> I, I wish we got more detritus in this reading, but I do like the, the couple of scenes that he gets. Uh, he, there's a young couple going for a walk on the beach to try to scare some blah, 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 blah. To, to prove that he still can. I still got I'm like, it. Did I, I, did I scare it. you? And they're like, yeah. He's like, well, he's like good, good, good. That's great. <laughs> I, I still... Uh, I'm glad, so I've actually picked up, um, Men at Arms, just for fun, the other week, uh, to read, mm-hmm. and it's, it's great seeing that Detritus is still trying to woo that lady troll in that. Oh shit, that keeps going? It, it's just said that, like, oh, you know, uh, he's gotta have a proper job if he wants to get that lady. Oh my god, I love this for him. I want Detritus to have a girlfriend. I want trolls to have squishy human emotions. <laughs> <laughs> what is the squishy human emotion you call love? <laughs> what is what has cut my own throat as the bigger Dibbler simply not eat the smaller Dibbler? <laughs> uh, a Dibbler's standing here watching uh, Gaffer the Handleman uh, start cutting together everything that they uh, shot Dibbler today. Dibbler learns about subliminal advertising. Dibbler walks himself backward into subliminal advertising, yeah. Because like, cause Gaffer's like, oh damn, my boss is actually interested in what I do. This mm. I can tell him. I can tell him about how this shit actually <laughs> works, and Dibbler's like a little bit disappointed that you're just seeing a your dumb idiot brain can't comprehend a bunch of images going past really quick. Mm. Um, but then he's like, "Yeah, but if you accidentally put in like one frame of uh, something else, it can like a affect rib? how you see the thing." <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> we all won we all were thinking about gold after one scene from gold rush ended up in that other movie and <laughs> Tibbler's like okay i gotta act real cool about this um oh that's awful what but what if we oh man did it, hey though? hey hey gaffer hey gaffer what if uh well, well, if we just put in a, a big plate of ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Hear me out. Oh, Hear Gaffer, out. that sounds awful. Let's do it immediately. <laughs> oh, no. We can't possibly pull such a trick on the audience. Let's do it. Let's do it. 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 Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hey, this is the bit where uh, we, go, we go to Victor trying to, like, keep an eye on Ginger and immediately falling asleep. And mm-hmm. she, she ties him up. <laughs> Before before that, there's Gaspode laying like on the street outside, and he's just like, "Oh God, just imagine that they made me stay outside because she doesn't want a smelly dog in her room." And and what if it was if it, raining? If it, it's not if it raining. If it was raining, I'd be so wet right now. I would be so wet and sad. Of course, it's not. But <laughs> what if it was? It never rains in Hollywood. Uh, I I love Gaspode. Um, I realized Gaspode is essentially just playing the same part in the story as Nobby. Um. He is just dog naughty. <laughs> oh, oh, woe is me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> ooh, are, ooh, are, give me steak. <laughs> my my life is so hard. Um, I'm so, so put upon. Poor, dirty old me. It was also good seeing Gaspode once more in Men at Arms, where he Hell actually yeah. gets to talk to someone who understands him. Hell yeah. They're upstairs. Um, I, I perhaps clarify the, the wizard fucking lore. Um, <laughs> is it that... <laughs> Are are they allowed to like fuck when they're in university or what? Is it only after you graduate you can't fuck anymore? Like I'm I'm I just trying to I don't know. I, I'm try- I think I'm trying well, to cause... suss out if Victor has fucked. I, I, I think so. I think similar to how young wizards from the unseen university sneak out to go drinking and partying, I think they're not supposed to fuck, but they do fuck. Okay. Alright, alright. I was just curious, vis-a-vis... I, I'm just uh, imagining a bunch of, like, rowdy priests, like, breaking out of the church one night. Just be like, woo! <laughs> Let's think about ladies! <laughs> ladies! <laughs> Let's go see an ankle! <laughs> oh my... So I, I, I watched another excellent movie that's basically this called Ball of Fire... Um, with Gary Cooper and I think Barbara Stanwyck, um, where she has her mobster boyfriend is is being hunted by the cops and they also want her, so she's like hiding out with a bunch of nerds who are writing an encyclopedia, um, and and teaches them how to party, kind of, uh, and and one of them falls in love with her. Gary Cooper's character falls in love with her. It it fucking rocked. It was so much better than Gone with the Wind. Um, but it basically was, woo, let's think about ankles! <laughs> um, Hell yeah. That rules. What's that, premarital sex? <laughs> woo! <laughs> so, so Ginger is in bed, and she's like, oh, by the way, can I tell you about this weird dream I've been having my entire life where this great big lady, uh, tells me about a bunch of stuff uh and there's a mountain and there's like a lion roaring and yada 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 and victor's like please shut up and go to sleep <laughs> he's like please i'm trying to read this book i'm finally gonna <laughs> read the book and then there was this lamp that kept bouncing up and down on the wall <laughs> <laughs> there was a castle way far in the distance <laughs> and then there was this horrible ear-shattering noise that just kept getting louder and louder <laughs> <laughs> Until it felt like my brains were leaking out of my mouth. 
Yeah, yeah. So she she does go to sleep, and then Victor immediately also falls asleep and and winds up tied to the chair. Gets gets his ass kicked. Not even gets his ass kicked, but you know. he gets like fuck it. He he gets as bamboozled. as he says to Gas. He gets he says to Gaspar, "Oh, I must have closed my eyes for a second. And Gaspar's like, "Yeah, long enough for her to rip apart her bed sheet and tie you to it." <laughs> I Gaspar's just dunking on him this whole time. I love get, it. Get fucked, as idiot. Should, as he should. <laughs> <laughs> it serves him fucking right i don't know he's walking around not doing shit but gaspode goes to get laddie who can actually get victor out uh with his healthy canine teeth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, we we get a brief cut back to the bursar who's reading the paper that he got um the, the paper oh fuck oh fuck you're fucked <laughs> jesus <laughs> the, christ which i i just now made the actual connection that this is like the richter scale <laughs> Even though this man's name uh-huh. is Richter. Oh, uh, yeah, and I mentioned the whole uh, Jess, ancient, the, <laughs> the ancient Chinese earthquake, earthquake device. Jess. Um, it's, oh, it's Jess. The, the Richter scale. Um, <laughs> anyway, accor- according to the Richter scale, um, <laughs> uh, a, a, a severe disturbance in reality is if like one or two balls are like gently jostled out into the cup every mm-hmm. month. Uh, and this thing is shooting out at this point eleven every minute, yeah. and they're yeah, this thing is turned into a machine gun. shooting them like a forty-four magnum. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, everyone's fucked. And yeah, everything's fine. Everything's going fine over there, and there's no problems in in Hollywood. Um. So yeah, Gaspard goes in. He he gets Laddie. I like the bit where he's just like, "Oh, Laddie's so cringe." Was I like that before I learned how to talk? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so cringe. So cringe. Um, and so they, they free, uh... Laddie is cringe, but he is free. Uh, Laddie is cringe, but he is free, and also you gotta tell him he's a good boy, um, and that's all he needs in life. Laddie good boy. <clears throat> Laddie good boy. Good boy Laddie. Um... Good boy Laddie. Laddie is a good boy. I love Laddie so much. And they, they, they go to the hill where Ginger's gone, uh, the door is just open. It's open and not enough for something to come out, but for somebody to sneak in. So, like, mm-hmm. they're, they're like, all right, all right. Um, and Vic- Victor, this fucking weenie, is just like, oh, <laughs> well, if I want to go in there, Gaspard. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and Gaspard's like, yeah, that'd make it. Oh, oh, Mr. Action Movie Star, you're working in comedy now? You're going to star in Mr. <laughs> Ooh, I'm so scared. <laughs> oh, well, wouldn't it be just so funny if we had a, a handleman here right now to film this shit? Um,. I like it. He he mentions um, Ho Wonderland Smith. Is that supposed to be Indiana Jones? Probably. Yeah. Definitely. I I, I I was playing the the audiobook on my drive home from work yesterday, and when he just goes Ho Wonderland Smith, I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. Just I just love Gaspo just dunking on his ass. But he, so he makes a torch and goes into the the scary hole. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. And I. There's a few a few things I really like in here. So in the beginning of the scene, there's like the that the stars were always, they always seemed brighter and clearer over Hollywood, almost as if there was like a disc, not a disc, uh, but like a lens, like a lens, yeah. Lens, yeah. Which they he mentions it again, um, the like the lens and like when Victor feels like he's being watched, um, and I I really love all that. I think all that is really effective and like I wish I almost wish something like that had come up earlier. Um, I don't know, I, like, want Terry to dig into, like, kind of, like, the apparatus of of the viewer and a piece of media. Because it feels like he wants to with, like, when the the dungeon dimension creatures are, like, watching through the crack in the door. Um, I'm just like, I wish you you did that a little bit more. But it was, it was really good. Um, And, yeah, when they're walking down the tunnel here um, and they can smell, like, the ocean and they can hear, oh, there's, like, the bit 
where he's like, it sounded like it might be a, a far off roaring beast or the sound of the ocean. I'm like, ooh, pff, yes. Like I, I am probably sure that's supposed to wind up being like a joke about the, like the MGM lion. But I'm just like, if I ignore that, then that's, it's just a really good atmospheric uh, thing. Um, oh, there's, <laughs> there's one line where he steps on something uh, and it said something crushed under Victor's sandal. And I sure didn't imagine that Victor was wearing sandals this whole time. Um, I don't know. Yeah, actually, that kind of threw me off, too. I, I think it's similar. It's similar to how, like, whenever they mention the guards uniform. Yeah, the guards sandals. all are wearing fucking f- fucking open toe. Like, you, you strap your toes in, you strap your heel in, those types of fucking sandals. Yeah, yeah, they're like strappy sandals. But I'm just like, what? <laughs> Uh, oh, he was wearing rollerblades the whole time. I just didn't mention it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the way, <laughs> I'm just like I Victor just squeaky clown ro- shoes stepped on. Oh <laughs> uh, God, uh, yeah, I, just, I don't know. There, I just I, there's also another really good description, uh, like not long after this, about the darkness, about how your eyes just can't grow accustomed to it. There's nothing to grow accustomed to. It's just dark. It was darkness and mother of darkness. Ooh, I think yeah. it's really good as a description. It, it's it's such it's really good stuff. Um, Why the fuck didn't he write a goddamn horror novel? Fuck you, Terry. Right? I wanted to. Read that. He's doing it. He's doing it right here when they're walking down this fucking hallway. <laughs> it, it, it's a horror. It's like, but then he's like that one episode of Futurama. It's like throw some pies. <laughs> throw some pies <laughs> in the background yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, God. Terry, Terry Pratchett lives by throw some throw some goddamn pies for fuck's sake. Um, what is like, this? Terry, a we don't have to. <laughs> Yes, Terry. Sometimes it w- it would be co- it would be better if it was a funeral. Like, <laughs> have it be a funeral, Terry. So like they come out to this like big open, like space. I don't know why I'm having trouble with these words. Um, I don't know, like a theater. Uh, well, uh, so it's they just. I mean, it it's is like a, literally a theater. <laughs> it's like a foyer, and then there's another room that's also the theater. And it's like a bunch of red velvet drope. Ropes, <laughs> red velvet, ro- red velvet ropes, and like drapes. I combine mm. them. Dropes, red leather, yes, yellow yes. leather, red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> D- D- the dropes. We've all seen them. Um, and I, oh, I love when like they go to touch them and they just disintegrate. Oh God, mm. his Gispode's porno is full of mold curtain. Uh, everything in here is just rotten and nasty. Um, and there's just. I like that there's the hey, giant staircase is still good. <laughs> there's there's like the giant staircase that goes up and then is there like another one that just goes down and you can just hear the ocean down there? Yeah. That all that fucking rocks. All of that rocks. It rocks so good. And there's like the silver screen. Here it is. Mm, yeah. Yes. They go into the the theater proper. And it, this is a situation where I think I said this when he brought up banged grains earlier in this book, but like, no, yeah, if you described it's i forget what the actual like term for it is in like literature but it's like like the depersonalization where it's like something that you're very familiar with but he described as if no one has ever seen it before yeah yeah yeah. it's like no yeah if you described a, a movie theater with the weird like screen that doesn't look like it's attached to anything um that would be fucking spooky as shit they're going down to the where the screen is um there's also like there's not I almost said people uh but they no, there, are no, people. there are remains yeah there's uh fucking skeletons sitting here in the rows and rows uh-huh. like they had been watching a movie um 
and that rocks. That fucking kicks ass. Wait, I need to find the I need to find the 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 screen cap of Homer doing exactly that in that uh, one Treehouse of thank Horror. You. Yep. Uh, yeah, yep. Holly, I was thank exactly you. The same thing. <laughs> yep. Yep. We, no, we all share one one brain cell. Or it's just uh, it's the end of the Sam Neill um in the mouth of Bandas movie. Oh, I've always wanted John to watch Carpenter. that. I never have. It's really good. It sounds it's so good. fucked up. That's a John Carpenter one, right? He did that one? Yes, it's so fucking good. That sounds like it rocks. I, uh, I, I like a month ago, um, I rewatched Christine with some friends of mine. That movie fucks. Like, <laughs> Christine fucking rocks. John Carpenter is so good. Except for the bad ones that he did. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just glad the man gets to play, like, Call of Duty and Halo in peace now. Yeah. He he's retired him. and he deserves it, you know. Yep. God. So they. Get, I do um, like his his. An- Sorry, just also like John Carpenter's anecdote about how Dave, how Cronenberg became a real fucking jackass as he got more success. Oh, I could imagine. Yeah. Well, because there's in my mind the two of them are like close, like they are of a kind. They they, they were like they they were contemporaries and they were close creatively, and then Cronen got uh, Cronenberg got a lot bigger than Carpenter and the other like contemporaries who are doing that sort of horror. And then mm-hmm. Carpenter sp- uh, specifically remembers, like, uh, premieres and, like, parties where Cronenberg would just snub them and just, like, not talk to them. Damn. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, like, you know, Cronenberg got that kind of commercial success and, and mm-hmm. like, Carpenter did not and continued to never. And I love every time in interviews when someone's like, you know, how do you feel yeah. about the fact yeah. that you, you <laughs> have, these, have these, these, you know, cults. Like this cult following exactly now. What- yeah, and he's just like, that doesn't fucking help me. Like, yeah. you know, I didn't make any fucking money. <laughs> Which yeah. cults don't have cash. Mm. <laughs> they they do, but only for one person generally. Um, would have been sorry, nice. Sorry, if, you know uh, what cult followings don't have cash. Yeah, yeah. You know been, what? Would really nice enjoying cult following. Yeah, would have been nice if the cult following translated to commercial success at the time of release. Yeah, it 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 doesn't matter that you enjoy my movie forty years later. Uh, something something like, I spent not... two hundred and fifty dollars on my copy of Earthbound. Uh, yeah. But boy, howdy, is it a popular video game? Yeah. I mean, now. And that's... <laughs> that's why, like, a hundred percent after a certain point, like, obviously steal whatever media you want fucking who cares um but like a hundred percent at a certain point like if i want to watch something from the 40s i'm like all these people are dead like no one who was actually involved in this gets anything from it fuck you yeah um yeah i'm sure i'm sure john universal the ceo of universal now (laughs) yeah i'm sure whoever's getting royalties off this i fucking i don't give a shit um i i get a little weirded out when it's things like i guess it's because I've met a lot of people now who design, uh, who are either, like, indie level or, like, actually working for big companies who design, like, you know, tabletop RPG or tabletop tactic games and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, they put all the time and effort into making these rules and people are like, oh, I'm just gonna steal it. And it's like, it's, you know, gonna steal it from the company. And it's like, yes, but the people don't get necessarily get royalties, but that's their work. Like, yeah. Yeah. And 100%. if, if, the, if their things don't sell, they don't get future work. Like... Yeah, yeah. And again, it's... Like, you know, it is... Yeah, you're like, yeah, like 100%. S- steal if you can, and if you need to. Like, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit, but I'm also, I am also feel similarly about sometimes anime, knowing how much those people get paid in Peanuts, mm-hmm. who actually work on the shows, aside from the voice actors. And I'm just like, no, no like, 
yes, steal the anime if, like, you know, there's disrepute about it, but at the same time, like, I don't know, like, the success of something, unfortunately, breeds more success for the people involved with it because of capitalism, and it's not a perfect yeah. system, but fuck's sake, like, as a Absolutely. creative person myself, I also feel weird when people, like, just steal everything. Yeah. No, I... I listen, I'm... listen, listen. Mm-hmm. I don't... Don't tell... Don't, don't tell, like like animation companies this i steal a lot of anime but also all the oh, anime yeah. i steal is from 1985 so yeah when like, you can't obtain it anymore like you have to steal like what the fuck are you supposed to do yeah or like and here's, the, here's the thing here's how it works i downloaded a torrent of all of ron the one half and since mm-hmm. then i've been fucking buying the blu-rays like, yeah exactly like yeah there are other ways to support it yeah definitely and i my my hard and fast rule is was anyone involved in this still profiting or is this purely yes. a royalties thing that goes to some asshole um yeah so 100 like 100 percent. if i want to watch a fucking fred astaire movie i'm gonna go steal it because <laughs> he's dead yeah, like who cares and also yeah, he was a jerk like <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just want to watch a win-win. Man dance. <laughs> it's a win-win <laughs> you know? i'm gonna steal this man dancing <laughs> yeah show, show me fred astaire dancing with the mouse yeah jerry God, Lord, yeah. Computer, show it, me Fred Astaire dancing. Show me Fred Astaire dancing. Um, I the fucking t- Tim and Eric Paul Rudd. <laughs> dance. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh shit. The funniest I, I... thing is seeing the behind the scenes filming of that, and everyone off camera is just losing their minds laughing at <laughs> Paul Rudd sitting on a green screen just saying these nonsense words. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm thinking of the fucking content-aware scale gift of the... I'm okay. I'm yeah. Okay. Oh, I think about that constantly. Uh, I Okay, I'm, I'm going to continue to derail us. Do you want to hear about my uh, ill-advised podcast project I might do? Yes, yes, oh, yes, hell yes, 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 yes. <laughs> okay, okay you, you, um, tell, you tell us this, Jess, and I'll tell you my awful idea for a SNL skit uh, that can turn into a movie like MacGruber. Oh, holy shit, yes. Um, so, my my ill-advised podcast idea that may or may not happen is to uh, do elimination-style Oscars, um, where you go okay. back and, and watch the Best Pictures nominees. Oh, uh, you pick another okay. one, and then you watch the Best Picture nominees of the next year, and determine if that best picture is better than the other one you do it as an elimination style to truly figure out what is the best picture and the answer Ooh, is I like god damn it how did dustin Jackson get on here <laughs> <laughs> well okay holly you want to know so i've i've been reading the uh the wikipedia of the the nominees just to see what kind of movies there would be um mm-hmm. and it it occurs to me that there's been almost a hundred years of this nonsense um uh-huh but the the first Oscar winning movie was uh, a two hour silent movie called Wings about a World War One dogfight, and there's like a love story in there. Well, you you can't let me on this podcast, Jess. I'd advance that to the semifinals by spite. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I'd, I'd, I'd probably um I'd probably have a rotating bunch of people. I don't know. Who knows? It would also probably be a monthly thing because sometimes you have to watch ten fucking movies. Um, cause, so for the for the first fucking Oscars, there were three movies for Best Picture, <laughs> and now there's like twelve. <laughs> and I'm just like, Jesus Christ. 
Oh god. So yeah, uh, it but it was like interesting cuz like those movies are from, you know, 1927-28. So like they're almost in the public domain. I think they'd come into the public domain next year. Um Oh yeah. And I I was looking at like some other ones from like uh like the next year or something and like one that was supposed to come into public domain it was so bizarre i'm gonna have to figure out which movie this was again because the wikipedia article was written so strangely um because it was it was just like uh it was supposed to come into the public domain but its copyright was renewed so now it won't be coming into public domain until 2037 and i'm just like who gives a shit they're like there's only uh uh one copy of it left and it's in the it's at a university in california or somewhere um and i'm just like who wrote this like the the way that it sounds it was written so strangely um anyway that's that's my podcast coming never um about oscar's elimination (laughs) anyway ginger's here she has a a no you gotta hear my stupid snl fucking idea oh that's right that's right oh oh, shit snl idea uh dr doolittle but he can't tell animals apart (laughs) (laughs) no i love that that's funnier than anything they've done <laughs> recently. Uh, the rocks. movie, the, like, just it, uh, short skits, like, just, oh, haha, like, he can't, like, he's trying to prescribe things for a dog, but to, like, a mouse. Or, like, <laughs> that that sort of shit. And just keeps getting exponentially worse and worse and worse at his job, despite <laughs> the fact that he's world famous. Now you're a goldfish, sir, this is a tiger. <laughs> this is a horse, sir. <laughs> But th- and that's the thing, he's, do- he's a Dr. Doolittle, he can talk to the animal, he still has no fucking clue what animal it is. Yeah. <laughs> this, 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 is, this is entirely predicated on that one vine, which is, I love music. Oh, oh stop my playing. god! <laughs> Guy who likes music is my favorite vine, Julie! God! <laughs> but imagine that for a Dr. Doolittle! Okay, uh, and now, the S- now That's the also actual, making me like, think of that fucking, um, I made a three-hour ambient album, yeah, so my dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> Now, 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 now. The SN- the actual like SNL movie adaptation idea would be he's called in to identify a mysterious animal that's uh, terrorizing a town, and it turns out to be a chupacabra. So he's perfect for the job. <laughs> oh no, I love that. That rules. I I haven't seen Doctor Doolittle, but somebody once showed me just the clip where he has the seal in like the the dress with the bonnet, and he's singing this very now, heartfelt which- song to it. Which one? Because there's been, yeah, I, I think, three by the... There, <laughs> wonder, there was the, the, the one with the Rex original? Harrington. Yeah. Okay, 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 yeah, there's okay. that one, there's the Eddie Murphy one, and Murphy then there was the, uh, um, fucking... Robert Downey Jr.? Ra- Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. sticks Jr. his one. hand up the dragon's asshole. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. No, I'm, ta- I'm talking about the Rex Harrington one. All up um, in there. Apparently Rex Harrington was, like, the worst person to work with. Yes, I remember hearing about that. I get that impression, um... Also, like, My Fair Lady, like, whips, though. Like, again, uh, ev- mm-hmm, ever- mm-hmm. everyone who worked in Hollywood was horrible. They were all awful yep. and horrible. Horrible people. Yep. Me-, me watching BuzzFeed's, uh, BuzzFeed Unsolved. It's like, wow, everyone in the 30s in Hollywood was killing each other. <laughs> yep. Just constantly. I am rooting for no one in this circumstance. Yeah. Um, the- ooh. So I'm going to talk about Gone with the Wind again. So the producer, uh... Selznick is his last name. I, it might be Daniel O. Selznick. Um, awful, awful man. Like, like child sex abuser. Like, horrible man. Um, told Oof. people... So, like, when they were making Gone with the Wind, he was like, oh, no, I'm I'm sensitive to the concerns of, of black folks. 
boy. Bitch, bitch, no, you were not. <laughs> Fuck off, you asshole. Awful, awful man. Uh, I'm glad he's dead. I believe he's dead. I hope he's dead. I mean, if you made fucking God with the Wind in the 30s? Yeah, 30s. 39. It was almost 1940. Like... <laughs> Still, still, if he was 20 in 1940, I don't know how to tell you this, he would be 100 goddamn years old now. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, I don't know. He would, And I was almost certain he was older than 20, mm. because pe- <laughs> people back in those days, uh, they turned 42 after their 18th birthday. Yeah, yeah. He also, like, owned the production company, so he, he had been around. Also, like, he, so he was the producer, but that movie had, like, three directors. Like, I feel like God didn't want Gone with the Wind to be made. Um... <laughs> They, there were so many problems with the production of that movie. Uh, I think God didn't want it to be made. And that's uh, why everything's gone downhill since 1940. God damn it. Yeah, God has just since then been like, well, you asked for it. This is what oh, happens oh, ni- make this 1939? Movie. 1939 when uh, Gone with the Wind came out? You know what else came out that year? World War mm. II. Mm. <laughs> Coincidence? Mm, I think not. Um... Uh, no, actually, the real crime was that we didn't put elephants in God of the Gone with the Wind. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. That's what Would've God been is upset about. <laughs> they missed the elephants. Yeah, so there, uh, Ginger's down here by this t- to finish talking about Discworld because we're almost done. She um, she's the Paramount lady. <laughs> Hello, or the Columbia uh-huh, lady. Uh-huh. Columbia lady. Uh, Columbia, Columbia. Columbia lady. Paramount is the <laughs> Okay, the okay. Stars. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, Holly, don't be entirely on your own bullshit. Yes, I know a, mount- a mountain is not a lady. <laughs> Uh, when ginger's talking about the dream she's like yeah there's this really big lady who comes and talks to me and i'm like oh is there oh interesting ginger oh a worm terry oh oh terry we're gonna talk about a giant lady again again is she the sky too terry simply cannot stop talking about giant ladies who are very firm and disciplinarian I, i can't believe I can't, I can't believe we have found the author's barely disguised fetish. Oh no, you okay, read to more be, to of be it, fair, like, it's it pretty well disguised. Clear. It's pretty, it's pretty out there. Like if you read enough to squad, it's like, oh, okay, Terry, that's cool. Listen, I'm not, I'm not dragging Terry. Um, good for him. Uh, so yeah, mm-hmm, they're they're mm-hmm. they're back there. She's like behind the screen. There's like, there's there's the giant gold man. There he is. Um, on a big old slab. And then Victor fucking Mr. Beans his way into activating the mechanism. Yeah, he like, it stumbles through the music pit, um, and knocks over <laughs> a lever or whatever the fuck, and the, the- And then you go, oh, Ah, oh, beans. Um, and the- Ah, oh, Mr. Beans. And the, the awful noise wakes Ginger up, um- Oh, I I love how when when they're like up at the top of the theater and she's down like in by the pit, how he just like hollers. He's just like Ginger, and it echoes. The fucking idiot's gonna bring the roof down. Holler at her quieter. I guess was like shut the fuck up. And then and then he and then he fucking Tom Hanks in big steps on the giant piano keys. Uh, <laughs> oh God. Uh, that yeah, the whole place starts coming down on them. Mm-hmm. And they 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 hustle on out. But there's a, the, the base. There's been a cave in. Uh, Gaspode and Laddie uh, go through the tiny hole, and Ginger, Ginger, and Victor are just trapped in the re- reality cave. The the pitch dark reality cave, because yeah, the the uh-huh. other torch has gone out. And then we come back to the wizards, or wizard singular. I I love, I love when he's like sitting there in the dark and thinking about 
you know, he tried not to think about the sea slapping of the stairs and the many-legged things scuttling over the midnight floor, like... And the and the octopi in the old theater crawling over bones. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. The whole of life was just like watching a click, he thought, only... At... It's as though you only get ten minutes after the big picture has started. No one will tell you the plot, so you have to work it all out by yourself. And you can't you can't hang around for the for the uh, second showing. Yeah, I, I I love all that. All that's very fun. Anyway, then the bursar goes down. It's like okay, shit. If old if old Richter thought that one or two plibs per minute was uh real bad, this is up to eleven every minute. Ah, oh, dear. And it basically just ends with, like, the uh, the vase hitting him in the head, making the Ming sound, uh, like the joke said earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he just falls, and there's little birds tw- tweeting around his head. Uh, it is turning into Roger Rabbit world. Yeah. <laughs> it All the reality's gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was our reading for the day. So no emails, but I we got a good DM from uh, Tempest, uh-huh. who I'm so mad at Twitter all the time because um, it. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're not on there anymore. Well, yeah, but okay, but like even when I was, didn't tell me when I got DMs, just like straight up didn't tell me. Oh, so great. she sent this to us in like early June, like. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! Oh, sorry. Um, and I, I've I've responded to her. I've I've talked to her her since we had a good conversation but uh let's uh let's read it um let me start by saying you guys are one of my top two discworld podcasts and i listen to like a dozen of them so that's saying something oh shit um you guys in the discoverers are definitely the most fun and also i work uh late shift retail and have an earbud in for like 10 hours so yes i do listen oh, to hell way, yeah way, that's me that's me that's me <laughs> way too many podcasts i am aware of this um anyway I was re-listening to your coverage of Guards Guards, and I remembered a message I meant to send you when I was listening the first time. Holly and Julie are very sure that Terry does not write in Italy into Discworld, but that isn't true. Oh? Oh, okay. The Discworld equivalent of Italy is Brindisi, and it comes up most- Oh, right! Fuck! Brindisi! It's like one character in one book. It comes up mostly in Masquerade, the witch's book about Phantom of the Opera. Uh, oh, okay, that's why I wouldn't know about it. All right. Yeah, I have read that book a few times, and yeah, I forgot that there was a whole thing about Brindisian cuisine, and it's just spaghetti mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and lobster <laughs> and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry Slug, uh, poor Uncle Morporkian, uh, who has made it big in a high-class crowd, and uh, part of that is uh, selling himself as Enrico Basilica from Brindisi, the birthplace of opera. Uh, when he's found out by Nanny, he says the worst part is he can never get his hands on greasy, horrible, long, more pork comfort foods, uh, no matter where he goes. I, I feel, I feel angry at myself, because yeah, I should remember this. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty in-depth Italy reference. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's even about British people being, like, demanding fish and chips in, like, Italy <laughs> joke. Oi, mate, where's my kebabs? <laughs> uh, God, I love the bit where, like... The, the the cooks do not know how spaghetti works, so they just like have it. They put the spaghetti on the grill, basically. <laughs> they wind oh up with yes! A, oh, grilled with, spaghetti. With, with, you a, say. with a just, I mean, that's a black that's... lump of spaghetti. Well, no, well, it Yikes. depends how you do it because you can you can just make like stir fry noodles with that. And the squid is on the ceiling. It's all uh, <laughs> it's all hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I can't I can't help with that one. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh. 
Tempest continues, uh, anyways, we never actually go to Brindisi in the story, not that I remember, uh, but it does ex- exist in the background of Terry's fake hod- hodgepodge fantasy Europe, so I just wanted to throw that out there, as I know it will probably be several years before the podcast reads Masquerade, it's like book 18 in the series. I'm, uh, and- I'm gonna be disappointed if there's no joke about Brindisi stealing the idea for spaghetti from the Canaway continents. <laughs> oh... Uh, anyway, uh, love there y'all. is not. I can I can guarantee that there Fuck. is not. God damn you, Terry! You coward. <laughs> One more thing. Okay. Uh, recently, Tempest continues. Uh, I've recently fallen down the Lupin the Third rabbit hole thanks to your other podcast, oh which I started listening to after getting caught up on this one. And Lupin... oh, sorry about the that guy who's there for the first hundred and fifteen episodes. <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about that. Um, and Lupin is quickly spreading contagion through my IRL social network, so I did get to thank you for that. Um, not only did I get a new anime in my life with years of reaction podcast already built up, but there's like so much queer polyamorous fanfic already. Like life is good oh, here. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah. And we, we, we went on, we had a nice talk about, uh, Masquerade and, uh, Agnes and the kind of the things that Terry does with Agnes as, as, uh, like a fat character. Extreme, and... extremely sigh. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> And I'm like, I, you know, it sounds like interesting stuff. I'm interested to get to it. Um, but I, I did. I wanted to read uh, read her DM uh, for everyone to hear. So thank you, Tempest. Hell yeah. Shout out to Tempest. Thank you very much, Tempest. Yeah. And and maybe we have emails. Who knows? Yeah. May, may I remember to, whenever our special guest Mark comes back on. <laughs> I, I want Mark to come back for the last episode of moving pictures <laughs> that's that's very funny <laughs> finally the temple is open to the emails <laughs> uh, but speaking of the la- or actually no first jess where can we find you on the online you can't find me anymore but right fuck damn it <laughs> <laughs> um you can find the show at the discourse uh on twitter you just search for Zlorf. there we are uh, maybe Twitter tells me if you send us a DM and I get to read it a month fucking late. I'm so sorry. Um, but you know, Who always, can say? always that's there. Uh, and you know, maybe I do my horrible Oscars podcast that will consume my life for eight years. Um, our theme music done by You're already doing this. It's just going to consume your life for far more than that amount of time. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, that... Lupin has been consuming your life for six years now. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't do anything Okay, no, easy. five. We start... Oh, God, we started Lupin almost exactly five years ago. Mm. It yeah. was, like, November of 2017. Oh, my God. I hate time. I hate it so much. Um, <laughs> you know who I don't hate is Maxi Satan, who did our theme music. Uh, you can find her at Pastel Hand Grenade on Bandcamp. Uh, she rocks julie where can we find you on the online uh you can find me on twitter at gatsby low l-o-w i have not yet escaped twitter um who knows when who knows uh (laughs) locked account because public school high public high school teacher um i've just sifted through uh all of the spam follows and probably found maybe three real people uh several people are following from locked accounts and i I don't know if those are real people either, so I'm just like, okay, I'll leave them be until I get confirmation at some point. <laughs> Who knows who's real anymore? I can't trust anyone. Who knows? Um, but if you send me a follow request and uh, you do seem like a real person and you uh, meet the Julie scale, uh, don't ask me what that is. Uh, it's just kind of a hunch. 
you know, that's fine. Um, the Julie scale. Do I do do I appreciate your vibe? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Do, do I appreciate your Twitter vibe? And nine times out of ten, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't appreciate most people's Twitter vibe, but that's because it's Twitter. It's not anyone's own personal fault. It's the bird site. Sure. Um, you can also find me on Twitter uh, at fully underscore Julie. That's F double O L Y underscore J double O L Y. I will remember to post art there at some point. I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> life, life is, is life. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, and you can also find me on Instagram at DL Hobbies. That's where uh, me and my partner Zach post a lot of our Warhammer stuff. And uh, there's a bunch of new paints coming out that we're very excited about. And I can't wait to experiment with a bunch of them. Hell yeah. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter still. Though if co-host ever sends me that invite link, who knows? Um, oh. uh, at Chum Personable. Uh, you can find the podcast that Jess, Mark, and I do called Lupin Lottery over at Lupin Lottery. Jess, I need you to punch me if I don't get an episode out this week. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll try. <laughs> you, you come down from Massachusetts, come visit us in Jersey, and punch me right in the throat. Oh, I'll see Mark <laughs> again, Jesus and I'll Christ. punch you in the throat. Uh, it'll be a great trip. You can find the other podcast I do called Half Ronma Therapy, where we're watching Ronma. Uh, we just finished... We just we just finished the ice skating arc and we're go- we're moving on to the first anime original episode, which sucks. Mm. <laughs> it's a bad episode. <laughs> Rip. Oof. Oof. Yeah, God, that's a fucking t- the first anime original plot is a fucking Doctor Tofu episode. Mm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I don't, those are words, but I don't recognize them in that order. <laughs> but you can uh you can find all of that uh at my Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/HollyBEdelin. Uh, and if you give me a dollar, you get access to both that and my Discord. My, my, my Jesus, my Discord. Oh, your Discord? Where, <laughs> where I post oh, episodes early and you get early access to drawings, uh, works in progress, and fix that I write. Uh, and yeah, give, give me a dollar. Hell yeah. Give Holly a dollar. But would you like to hear what we are reading up to next time? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Next time we just end on the line, the lights went out. Hell yeah. On page 343. Ooh. But that will be it for this time. And until next time, remember, eat at Hargus House of Ribs. <laughs> Hargus House of Ribs. Uh, <laughs> or you can gobble all for you a can, dollar. All you can eat till you can't leave your seat. Oh. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. James Kahn anecdote about the guy who works at the movie rental place and James Kahn would just bring things to him throw like <laughs> the movies in front of him and be like what is this one and he's just like uh what what's the title of it and he just read it out to him and he'd be like what what is that <laughs> that's a, that's a very James he bought Kahn a rollerball. Oh, and he was like 
he was like, oh, what's, uh, he was like, what is this? It's rollable. What? Rollable. What? What is it about? Uh, okay, uh, on the back it says, James Khan stars in, ah, fuck, it's one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, is the joke here that James Khan knows more about the movies or that he knows less, and it turns out it's that he knows nothing? I, th- I like the idea that he just did it, he just grabbed movies and was like, uh, I don't care, I'm just gonna have the clerk tell me what they are. <laughs> 